as an Aussie, it's always great to see England lose, but in this situation, you just have to hold your hand up and say the opposition was absolutely outstanding because that's what India were. They were absolutely amazing in that oval test and thoroughly deserved their victory. Welcome to another episode of the Crickblog Podcast. Charbel here uh, from Sydney, joined by um, my very happy co-host today, Nash from Darwin. Nash, um, I hope you're not feeling too tired. Um, not really. I'm happy. Uh, yeah. I'm super happy. I'm super excited. Um, uh, India going 2-1 up in the in the series against England. And I think it was a brilliant, brilliant performance from India last night where the bowlers really showed up on the day. The pitch was flat and there was nothing happening for the bowlers. And bo- the spell by Bumrah changed India's fortunes in, in the wow. fourth test. And I think it was a brilliant spell. Like he is already a great India's probably greatest fast bowler. Um, no disrespect to anyone who's played before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's been some really great fast bowlers from India. Uh, Zahir Khan, Jawagal Srinath, Kapil Dev. But the way Bumrah has arrived on the international scene in the last two years has been absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. Thank you for Look, summarizing my tweet from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's no like there were there were before he made his red ball debut, I think there were mm. talks around the experts, so-called experts saying, um, you know, he, he, he wouldn't survive in red ball cricket. Yeah. Test cricket is a different format, but I mean, the guy has just, you know, he averages 24 or, or sorry, 22 or something and taken hundred wickets in 24 test matches, which is absolutely brilliant for a fast bowler. And, he did not want to stop yesterday. He just kept going and going and his spell after lunch to get rid of Bairstow and mm. Ollie Pope. And I think he troubled Joe Root as well. So he was absolutely brilliant. And I think that that spell really changed the fortunes for India. Completely agree. And it's fitting that in a week that the, the great Dale Stain announced his retirement, Boomer produced the spell that is fitting, um, uh, you know, or something that Dale Stain would have produced sort of low trajectory, reverse swing, aim at the stumps, great pace, great control, great aggression. And that spell was just so good. I, I still don't know how Joe Root dug out that Yorker. Oh, I was, I stood up, I stood up on the couch <laughs> and I was like, how did you do that? How is that yeah. possible? But again, that's the, you know, it's all about the different phases in your career and different form in your career that mm. any other batsman case in point Bairstow did not even touch the ball and you know it just castled him all over I think yeah but Joe Root is in the form of his life and he probably um, was you know he was focusing hard and that's why probably he dug yeah. it out what really impressed me was when Bairstow came in even when Oli Pope came in, it was a critical part of the game because the pitch wasn't doing much, but there was no freebies at all. There wasn't anything, there wasn't any setless for the batsmen to tuck into and get set and then just get their confidence up. From ball one to best, I remember the ball was on the money. Ball two, he beat yeah. him. I think ball oh, yeah. three, ball three, Besto defended it and then he nailed him with the Yorker. It's just asking yeah. questions every delivery. And that's what Boomer, I don't think he bowled a bad ball yesterday, Boomer, or in this no, whole innings. No. There was not a no. single bad ball in there. Everything Absolutely was on the money. Not. It was just outstanding. Um, yeah. So special mention to Bumrah. I, I like you. I, I believe he is the greatest India fast bowler already. He's got that that title because the, the impact he's had overseas, where India have typically struggled in the past, 
for for bowling penetration and and getting 20 wickets regularly boomer is just that leader of the attack now yeah absolutely outstanding. And, and he has a great partnership with the other fast bowlers yeah you know ishan sharma Muhammad shami even uh, someone like umesh Adha who doesn't play test matches uh you know so often so even someone like Muhammad Siraj, who has just recently made his debut, they all these fast bowlers have a really good partnership going on. Um, and in comes Shadul Thakur, and he just obliterates the uh, English bowling attack on his day. And that was a, that was a, that was I think, along with Bumrah Spell, the partnership uh, between Shadul Thakur and Rishabh Pant, I think, was the changing point in the, in the batting department for India. Because when Kohli was dismissed, uh, day four. India yep. were only just over 200 runs ahead, I think. Yeah, they were memory. exactly, I think, 211 runs be- yeah. ahead. Yeah, so on a, pitch then, like, on a pitch like that, yep. which is pretty flat, you think, oh, you know, it's a bit of a worry here. Will they get a lead of 300? But yeah. a- anything anything below 250 was was going to be, uh, you know, difficult for India to defend. Yeah. So once they crossed that, once they crossed 250, 275, I think it was easy, smooth sailing for India. So should should Shadow could have one player of the match in your eyes? Um, look, I mean, it, it was a tie. It was close between him and Rohit Sharma because Rohit Sharma's innings really was the you know nail in the coffin for. It was. It was um, a look. Yeah, I agree with that. It was a very tricky time when Rohit came into bat. Yeah, late on absolutely. day. What was it? Late day two or day three? Day three. Yep. Yeah. So. He came in in the gloomy conditions and they're 99 behind and he played a beauty. Yeah. So yeah. there's a, there's a case for both that if it wasn't for Shadow Thakur, India would have conceded a much bigger lead in the first innings because he didn't, you know, because his first innings runs got India to 191 and then he's 50 in the second innings got India that bigger lead. Then of course, getting that, getting that wicket of uh, Rory Burns yeah. to start things and then the wicket of Joe Root, of course. So, and, that that wicket of Rory Burns purely came out of nowhere. Like it was. There was a few. There was a this. few wickets out of nowhere for India in this test. Exactly. You just felt the game exactly. was getting away from them a bit, and then they found a way to get a wicket out of nowhere. So even in the first innings, Ollie Pope, you know, Ollie Pope's wicket was out of nowhere against Shadul Thakur and Joe even Root Joe Root's first, wicket. Yeah. Um. You know that that Rory Burns wicket, I think, really uh, turned the tables and. Uh, there was absolutely no help from the pitch to the fast bowlers, but time and again we have seen the fast bowling attack from India. They just come in, they will come in hard at you, and they will keep bowling those nagging line and lengths. Yes, there will be you know freebies here and there, but I think more often than not they get it on on they hit it on the spot, they hit it on the money, and they they do the job. It was an absolute exhibition, and you know I had no problem you know staying up late yesterday as a man oh, as not. a man as a man nearing his 30s it's it's not as easy anymore to stay up late to watch sport as i used to as i a second teenager. that i completely <laughs> second that as, as a teenager you know staying up watching sport late at night but but yesterday was just a pleasure because i love fast bowling yeah and to watch india so methodical in their approach and nail it and barely give england any room to breathe yesterday i felt um where you look at at lunch all three results were possible still, even though mm. yeah, probably England victory is probably the least likely. The route's yeah. still there. Anything is possible. Um, I think the team is very uh, clear in, in their strategy that 
they always want to be asking questions of the opposition. And mm. if India is under pressure, they'll be willing, you know, they're on the ropes, they'll be willing to throw punches from a difficult position. Yeah. And you yeah. see that they're able to come back from difficult positions. And even, even difficult previous test matches because Adelaide 36, they came back one in Melbourne. You know, Leeds 78, they came back and won at the Oval. So yep. great bounce back ability, isn't it? And I think it's it goes to show what good leadership and you know yeah. from from Kohli and the team management what you know what it can do. Um, there's a lot of youngsters in this team. You know, Mohammad Suraj, even Rishabh Pant. He's he's just two years in his or three years in his Test match career. Even uh, just with Brumra, he's just played 24 matches. So uh, even Shardul Thakur is pretty young in his Test career. So for someone like them, they need strong leadership. And Virat Kohli gives them that. So um, I'd also I'd also ask the question from for from England's point of view. Do you think they missed what I believe is they could have easily blocked, not easily, but they could have at least tried blocking out the remaining overs. I reckon they did. Try. And the ball yeah, was they, too but, good. But, but when what I want to what I want to find out is that what I'm confused about is when was that switch? When was that shift? Mm. When did they think okay, this is not because they they started well, like Rory Burns and Hasib Hamid started well, and even David Malan and Hasib Hamid were, you know, taking quick singles and trying to score runs. When did that switch happen? When did that shift happen? And was it a bit too late? Good question. I think I think that the England strategy was to not uh, not be out of the game at lunch. I think that was that was probably their their main strategy was to maybe. Um, you know, accumulate as much as they can in that first session, be one to two down max, uh, and then see where you go in that second session. But that's where it completely yeah. unraveled. I think after Besto got out, then everyone knew that the, the England victory, any chance of that happening was just about gone. So it's just about trying to manage it at that point, trying to flick the switch and, and try to shut up shop a bit. But yeah. And I think what, what, what I'm, what I'm, I would say, what I'm happy about, for lack of a better word, um, is there's no one saying that oh, England could not achieve, you know, just blocking out because we have seen that that has been done by Ashwin and Vihari in yeah, tough yeah, conditions, it has, it has, yeah, yeah. under tough conditions. So it can be done. So you don't have, you know, England don't have any reason to yeah, believe yeah. otherwise. Look, so if they, yeah. But what I think, sorry, sorry to, you know, what I think is there was. In my mind, there was a bit of confusion from England's point of view. Maybe at Maybe. some stage, oh, um, we are. Are we going for it? Are we just blocking out? You know, is there a blockathon here or some sort of confusion where there wasn't this transition wasn't smooth, and that sort of shifted the focus from um, you know batting the day out to you know just surviving. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I've been critical of England's batting as we all have in recent times, but. But yesterday I was sort of like, I, I think today that I lay off them a little bit. It's just, it's not as if a lot of their batsmen threw away their shots uh, and showed no stomach for the fight at all or didn't know what they were doing. Um, some of the bowling was just unbelievable. And in this situation, yeah. just have, you just have to give credit to the bowling. Yeah, Rory, Burns, Rory Burns, if that ball didn't just move off the pitch that Shadow Thakur was able to do, they would have hit the middle of Rory Burns' bat. Yeah. He yep. got a beauty. The run out was a big 
I think, factor in the result in the end what, as well. What, Turn, what the hell was that dive? I don't know. I, I don't I mean, know. The dive was, what was poor. That dive? The hesitation was poor. It just... <laughs> the Indian bowling attack is challenging enough as it is. You don't want to be yeah. giving India favours like that. Um, and, and the deliveries to Pope and Ambesto were outstanding. Oh, and oh, absolutely. Tough to absolutely. handle. And, oh, and, and the delivery to Hasib Hamid as well by Jadeja. Yeah. Top of off yeah. stump from outside leg. It's just... You know, yeah. sometimes you just, I think rather than probably looking at yesterday for England, I felt maybe there were times throughout the test match where they let the advantage slip when, you mm. know, I think Joe Root mentioned it in the post-match um, you know, interview as well, when they bowled India out for 191 and then only got the lead of 99, where they had some pretty good conditions there. They could have got, as Joe Root said, a lead of 150, 200. That's mm. what makes it hard for, for India uh, from there. So... Oh, just magnificent bowling performance. That's what I can say. Yeah. Magnificent overall performance by India. Yeah, and India, you know, grabbed all their chances that came their way. So they yep. did not drop any catches. They took the runouts and, you know, they fielded really well. They were right on top of England at at all stages. And it was just a superb all-round performance from India in the, in the, uh, in the final couple of days. And it was a performance that really showcased uh, a lot of belief i felt you yeah know, i think shane Warne put it perfectly yesterday if you don't believe there's no point uh, even turning up you can have all the talent in the world but but this yeah. india side believes and um nasa hussein and shane Warne were touching on it yesterday and you know it can be easy to say oh you, you know you're you're an aussie fan but you're praising india so much you're trying to appease the the fans but it's not true you've got to call it as it is the last yeah absolutely the last 12 months what India have done um, has been superb because in Australia, you, you also got to consider the travel bubbles, the situation they're faced with. India had a lot of injuries in Australia. We all know that. A lot of players unavailable. They managed to win the series here. The coaching staff, uh, members of the, um, the, the squad uh, fraternity, the traveling squad, testing positive to COVID. It's a challenge to deal with coming back from 78 all out to win this test match, coming back from difficult positions. To win in Australia and then potentially England here is just, it's cause for praise, no matter who you support. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I've read a tweet uh, on Twitter somewhere today that from 2011 till now, India has come a long, long way in 100%. terms of fast bowling, in terms oh, yeah. of, you know, fighting back in the series, fighting back in the game from any positions, any stage. They always believe that they can do it. And that's been so, so exciting to see over the past, particularly over the past 12 months that they have come back from, you know, almost impossible stages. We have seen Adelaide, we've seen even SCG mm. and even now after Leeds, you know, it, it's, it's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. And oh, they're never out in India, I feel. You're yeah. never down and out. And, you know, massive credit to even Umesh Yadav because there was a lot of conjecture around our, our Ashwin, whether he should have played, but, yeah. but everybody who, who's, you know, who played in that test match from a bowling perspective did, did a perfect job, um, mm. especially in that second innings. First innings, I felt India were quite loose at times. The second innings, I got a bang on. Everyone worked together to um, produce a great performance. It'd be interesting to see Manchester's been a turning pitch in county mm. cricket this season. Might be worth surely bringing Ashwin there. See what happens yeah. there. But, but in terms of team composition, 
Nash, if there was nothing else you wanted to add on the bowling. Oh, I'll just say, I'll just say, I mean, really a quick special mention to Ravindra Jadeja. I mean, going into the test, everyone said, you know, yes, Jadeja is the key, most important left-arm spinner in India right now. And there was some sort of questions around him playing ahead of Ashwin right from the first test. Yeah. And when, when Kohli said that at the toss where, you know, he, he mentioned England having four left arm, left arm, left hand batters. And I was like, oh, well, you know, that is a sort of 50, 50 reason. Um, you could also argue that Ashwin would have been much, much better in, in those conditions. But what Jadeja did with his performance in the in the second innings, I think he gave nothing away, you know, bowled at an economy of 1.66 and, you know, took two crucial wickets. Um, did a great was job holding brilliant. it in. Did a great yeah, job holding it in. That's, that, that's where England, I thought, really suffered, uh, particularly on day four. The, the, the pace bowlers looked absolutely done. And they didn't yeah. have a spinner, England, to hold up an end and let the others rotate. That's so important. Moeen Ali, for all his his qualities, is not a a number one spinner in your team. Yep. And that's absolutely bang on. Yeah, at best is your number two spinner who can come in and fill in and maybe get a wicket or two because he's got the the peach of a delivery in him, but he's not the kind of bowler who can bang away at a line and length all day and keep the runs down. that's, That's absolutely, you know, bang on and you've that's a perfect segue into my next question which was going to be for you in terms of spin combination and the overall team balance for england going into the mm-hmm. fifth test which is an all-important test of not losing a home test series would you would you pick jack leach and if yes who would you drop is moin ali a certain drop for you i probably drop uh, overton because yep. i didn't they only bowled 16 17 overs in the second innings. yeah he was barely yep. used. What was the point? I found that really strange. You know, you mm. pick a test team for not only the first day, you pick a test team for the full five days. All five days, yeah. And you look at the forecast, it's pretty warm back end of the test match. No no rain. It's going to be forecast. going to be a lot of traffic on the pitch. Spin is going to play a crucial role. And we saw on day four, England really suffered um, with that. Not having uh, a spinner at the other end, holding up an end. Mo and Ali, you know, they say, you know, they were saying um, in the post-match analysis, why didn't maybe, you know, Root could have bowled out Mo and Ali more, but, but Mo and Ali leaks runs. He leaks runs at four, four and a half and over. You can't afford that. Yeah. It's yeah. Too, it becomes too easy for way too far behind in the game. So yeah. that's the risk you take when you, it comes back to your team selection. That's the risk you take when you've got Mo in as your, uh, your, main choice in terms of spinner yeah and and you know um absolutely right because the way even shadul Thakur played moinali you know he was he was pretty confident going on the back yeah, foot, pretty yeah, confident going yeah. on the front foot playing his shots you know through the covers and he played some beautiful back foot cover tries of, of moinali and that that's that's correct you know moinali can leak runs but do, do you think he is he provides that balance yes he you know he has been absolutely you know, shocking in, in, in to say to say the least because he hasn't given the performance that England would have hoped. In theory, in theory, uh, yeah, in theory, he offers that balance, but yeah, he needs to deliver more. Yeah, you know. And but who would you bring decision. back then? Because because from what I can, what from what I'm hearing, 
you know, either James Anderson or Ollie Robinson are sitting out as well, might sit out as well. Yeah, given the fact that they recover yeah. so many. Yeah, exactly. So many. England, have, England have done this a few times. Joe Root has been yeah. guilty of this, running his fastballers into the ground on mm. flat pitches. You remember Joffrey Archer in New Zealand? Joffrey yeah. Archer in New Zealand bowling 40-odd overs in an innings. What's going on? Mm. That's, you know, we talk about Joe Root, you know, he was after Leeds became the most in, uh, successful England captain in terms of wins, but there's elements there that c- can be significantly improved and it's yep. the workload management within the game. It comes back yep. to having a spin it, at the other end. They don't have it. Is it, is it, a, is it a matter of Joe Root not trusting his bowlers? Well, you can't. Otherwise, why would you not pick Jack, someone like Jack Leach? Because they're obsessed with... Um, I think England in the same bowling at home. They, they, they fell into that trap against New Zealand as well earlier in the season, where Jack Leach should have been used on those dry pitches. Jack exactly, Leach, and we have seen, we have seen in the past that... that mm. Exactly, we have seen in the past that even Ashwin on the 2018 tour, or even going way back, Ashley Giles played most of the most of the test series on home soil, you know, as the left-arm spinner. So, And he provided that balance. He, you know... Yeah. Um, Kept kept runs in check from one end while you know boys like Steve Harmis and Matthew Hoggart, Taran Goff yes. did the job from the other end. So yes, um, we have seen left arm spinners. We have seen the bowlers who can take the ball away be you know are absolutely crucial in these and what in this environment. So um, that that's what that's what that's my uh, assumption that Joe Root doesn't trust Jack Leach that much, and Maybe. Be, you know Maybe. I don't see any other reason why he would not go with Jack Leach because yes, obviously Chris Wilkes was back and he, he, because the pace bowlers, pace bowlers been good for England and they're just, they want to persist with that. Yeah. Therefore that's their biggest strength. But look, I'm not trying to put down Mo in He's performed well against India in the past, but yeah. Having him as your number one, like is a risk because as I said before, Mo- it doesn't have the control. India, India has, India has literally, Made Moin Ali into a part-time off spinner. Yeah, India yeah. contributed to if he, a lot if he, of his wickets. Exactly. If you yeah. look back, look, I think he's better. I think he's better than team. I think he's better than part-time, but I don't think he's good enough to be your lead. But spinner. in, I've always believed India gave them gave <laughs> yeah. England that confidence. Yeah, I know. You know, mean. England I know. and Moin Ali that confidence that he can do. I he can play mean. as an off spinner. So, I know yeah. what you mean. Because England came here in the last Ashes in Australia and they had Moeen Ali as the number one spin option. It just doesn't work. You need yep. someone to hold yep. up an end as an at a minimum. So, you know, if they want to play Moeen again and back him on the turning pitch of Manchester, yeah, but as your second spinner, not as your number one mm-hmm. spinner. And you have Jack Leach there, I reckon, for Overton. Yeah. And then see how Absolutely. Robinson, Anderson and Cobra, uh, you know, back up after this. There's only one test to go. And you have to win it. So yep. if they pull but up I think, well. Yeah. Do you think Mark Wood will come back in? Mark Wood could come in too. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could. So um, that's an option. And particularly yep. Manchester, if, if it is dry there, you know, it could be a factor with his reverse swing. Um, mm. So that's an option there as well. So just got to see how Robinson and Anderson pull up after this. I don't think Overton will get in the team for the for that fifth test because they've got Jack Leach there. You've got Mark Wood there. Quickly, quickly touching on, before we, we move on to the Indian team combination for the fifth test, quickly touching on the batting department for England. Would you make any changes? Um, just 
that's a long now. pause. No, no, I'm just having to think. I wouldn't. Nah, nah, there. Yeah. Um, I think you know Hasib Hamid showed good signs in the second innings. Rory Burns had some runs in the test. Rory Burns scored two fifties, did he? Two fifties. No. Yeah. No, yep. sorry, one. Oh no, one. not two fifty. Just one in the second innings. I'm thinking yeah. of a fifty from the last test. So this was just yeah another fifty here. Um, and then I think Milan, big big game for him. But he's coming off a half century. Joe Root, of course. Besto. Besto's made a lot of starts, but he hasn't been able to carry on. So it's a big match for him. And, and Oli Pope showed good signs too. Wouldn't change anything. Wouldn't change anything. Do you, do you see this? Do you see this top six? Um, Rory Burns, Hamid, Milan, Root, Pope, and Besto in the Ashes? Uh, if Stokes is not available, then yeah. Yeah. Depends on Stokes availability. Because. Stokes- from what I understand, Stokes is not playing the T20 World Cup. Is that if right? I'm correct? I haven't heard. If that. I'm correct, I don't. Um, he might he might not play T20 World Cup, which also is very close to the Ashes. But you know, you never know. But if if Sto- let's say Stokes come back comes back, ob- the obvious switch would be Johnny Bairstow. Is is that what? Who think? keeps? Or Josh Butler would come back in, I would assume. But again, that's, you know. I know, I know Josh uh, Butler's been not, talking about the possibility of not going. Um, yeah. Just having to think. Uh, you could look to have your keeper at seven, but that just gives you four bowling. Oh, you could you could have your keeper at seven, actually, uh, because Ben Stokes offers that bowling option too. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's something for England to look at and then play three specialist seamers and a spinner after that. Yeah. Because Ben Stokes yeah. offers you that bowling option. Um, so. Yeah. And now quickly going into the Indian department, Indian mm. camp. Any changes? Oh, yeah. They've got to probably think about Rahane. Think about yeah. Rahane. That's probably one. Um, Siraj has, has had a big series, but maybe it's time for him to have a rest and bring Ashwin back, especially if the pitch is very dry. So... Yeah. Um, you know, it is a winning combination for India, but there's still a couple of changes they might look to make. Particularly the, yeah. the, the form of Rahane is a massive concern. Yeah. I think, I don't think Rahane will be dropped. Um, I, as much as I love Rahane, I, I honestly believe he's not doing the job at the moment, but I don't think he'll be dropped. But yeah, I think I, that's look, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind that either. I don't mind. If, if India don't drop him, if India persists with him and pick him, fair play to them. They are two one up in the series, and he has got the class to bounce back and, and play a big knock yeah. in the far in the Absolutely, test. absolutely. And I, but I think going into the Manchester Test, I think India will go in with three fast bowlers and two spinners, which is Jadeja and Ashwin, and then three fast bowlers would be. I really want to see Bumrah rested. Um, you know, he's he the, that last day had has to have a lot of toll on his body and he needs to he has played all four test matches he's bowled some brilliant yeah. spells he needs to be rested if if Ishant and Shami are fit I think they they can come back in um and you obviously Shardul Thakur and Umesha they both will play so probably just with Brumra and Mohamed Siraj would go out um and Ashwin and either Ishant or Shami will come back in yeah possibly again you see how a player is backed up uh, after the test yeah. match, how they're feeling, you know, are they at risk or anything like that? Because yeah, you're right. They've done a lot of bowling and a lot of effective bowling in back-to-back test matches almost. 
you know, they're all back. There's back a lot of back. cricket to be played. There's IPL, there's T20 World Cup, there's South Africa series. Oh I think boy, that, there's a massive all. amount of cricket, you know, and for us cricket nuts, it's a lot to keep up with, but we love it. And yeah, yeah. just again, congratulations to India. Fantastic victory. And uh, now just a few days away, Friday, the uh, fifth mm. test. Um, you don't know what's going to happen because you've seen uh, surprises thrown up all series, which has made this series fascinating. Oh, I would back India to make it 3-1. Yeah, but, but you've got to, England have got a big task on their hands to bounce back and uh, level this uh, because India are playing yeah. with belief. So England have got to produce a big performance uh, in this fifth test. One thing I would like to point out, Shabel, I think um, there's so many talks on Twitter and we just saw um, Fox Cricket, uh, especially like will point this out that what Fox could have put out a few hours ago about Virat Kohli, you know, trying to troll Bami Army. I think that's the way they have structured that article is really, really, that's what's classless, not Virat Kohli, you know, mm. that, and that there's, there's a, there's a, there's an ongoing narrative in the, in Western media, you know, Australia and England that whatever their fans do, it should be taken as banter, but, whatever Indian fans or subcontinent fans do is classless or, you know, and that it, it's just poor. It's just, you know, not, it doesn't help anyone. It just pushes another narrative in, 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 on social media. And it's just really, that's what's classless. A very coldly, very aggressive competitive on the field, but off the field by all reports, I've got a good authorities, a magnificent guy. Um, you know, Absolutely. He wears his heart on this on his sleeve yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's on like, the field, and he he gives all, all his energy and effort into into his performance and for his team. He will take a bullet for that team yeah. anytime. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, Nash, but Pat Farhat, former India physiotherapist, uh, he's a he's a cousin. Yep. He's my cousin. So speaking to him yep. about about the India team, he says Virat Kohli is just like all of us. You know, he's very friendly is always looking out for his teammates and um, you can see that on the field you always uh, you know try rally rally his teammates um, so I agree with you pushing out those narratives eh, but what you got to do the media have got to try to get their clicks don't they got to try that's get true as well that's true um, I mean yeah. Australia really need to play cricket for Fox cricket to report oh. something so sorry uh, there was a tweet today. It said, um, "You know, I wish I supported." So, so from an Aussie fan, he said, "I wish I supported a team that played more Test cricket." And I said, "Javo's played more Tests than us this year." Uh, yeah, Javo. Uh, hope three Tests. And, you know, two. hopefully, goodness me, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we see Australia in in white ball. Sorry, in white red ball format really soon. I hope so. I hope so. Speaking of a lot of cricket, there's plenty going on at the moment. Sri Lanka, South Africa, uh, I think it's a crucial one-day series. Like I was saying last week that it's not often that you think of a one-day series before a T20 World Cup as crucial. You know, usually that wouldn't garner a lot of attention, but because you've got the ODI Super League, very important points mm. for both these teams because they both struggled in the early stages of the uh, Super League. Um, Sri Lanka not doing too well at the moment in the third match. Uh, six for 129 with 20 overs to go. It's that man, Cherith Asalanka. I've been really impressed by him. You know, he, he, he uh, scored a good half century against India recently. Yeah. 
He has a couple of 70s in this series and now 33 not out so far. So Sri Lanka, I feel they started the series well um, and they, they showed some decent signs in recent times, but they've gone back to the old Sri Lanka in the last couple of games, which is disappointing. So plenty of spin um, in, in these conditions and anything over 200, 220, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one all in the series, and I think this is a crucial crucial with 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 the um, for, for direct you know, introduction of the mm. yeah introduction of the Super League. I think um, every bilateral series is now yeah. very crucial, and Sri Lanka have a point to prove because they are playing. They are not. They don't. Did not have a direct qualification to the T Twenty uh, World Cup as well, so they have a lot to prove in the in the white ball uh, format, and a lot you know, this prove. series will go a long way to show that. Absolutely, they've got a lot to prove. Um, Sri Lanka, another team I think have got a lot to prove. Um, you know, is Bangladesh. Interesting series against New Zealand at the moment. Um, what do we call it? A New Zealand C team. But I've been, I've been, listen, I've been thoroughly impressed by New Zealand because the first match they were rolled out, rolled for sixty, and I was yeah. fearing. The conditions are going to be like this all series. We saw what happened to Australia. It's going to be 4-1 at best, maybe 5-0. Um, but I, I felt Tom Latham, the captain, didn't make any excuses. New Zealand didn't make any excuses. They bounced back and they performed brilliantly in the last two matches. He even bowled Bangladesh out for 76. I've been in discussions, to put it, uh, to put it in a friendly manner, with some Bangladesh fans on Twitter. Now, They've got every right to be happy with the team winning. Okay. They've got every right to be happy with the team winning. But the question I pose for them, is this good for Bangladesh's short-term campaign in terms of, or short-term focus in terms of the T20 World Cup, when you're going to be faced with completely different conditions, I feel, in Oman and the UAE. You're not going to have conditions like that, like we're seeing in Bangladesh at the moment in the World Cup. So can they adjust? And even for the long-term, are you developing a team that can win consistently overseas or win on flat pitches. Because Bangladesh at the moment, for me, they're only capable of winning on sharp turning tracks. If it's not turning sharply, they struggle to win. And um, I just feel some fans don't understand that concept. What yeah, do you think? But that's... That's been the problem, isn't it? And look, for, I can't I for can't, Bangladesh in any any format. I can't get a gauge on their batting in this series because they're batting on these pitches and they'll rolled out they'll rolled for 76 in the last game. Yeah. And that's 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 the that's the history and that's the story of Bangladesh cricket in a, in a nutshell, because that's what they do in tests as well and in one days as well. The pitches are so they are just at the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of you know uh, providing any sort of balance between bat and ball. And I think with Sharky, probably the slowest bowler in the world right now, he just comes on and just keeps bowling slow on that pitch where the batsman could absolutely drink it's, a cup of tea before hitting the ball. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anyone any good and. You know, it's not. I would. I wouldn't go as far as saying it's not good for cricket because you know you have to learn to play on any sort of pitch. But in terms of eye, eye on the future and eye on T Twenty World Cup coming up, I think 
this series could have been a really really good preparation oh, for both teams if you know there was a there was a yeah. balance look look from a new zealand perspective are they going to have anyone in that team playing in the world cup i don't think so so it's not it's more long term experience for them these players getting exposed to these conditions and it's important for their development look at new zealand here you know this is why i was disappointed with australia because this Australia side's got a lot of T20 experience in it. This New Zealand side, a lot of these players don't play T20 cricket, even at a domestic level. Tom Latham's last T20 game was in 2019. Henry Nichols doesn't play often, you know. Um, Rachin Ravindra but has think- played 17 T20s before this series. They don't play a lot, but they're able to play to their strengths in these conditions. So credit to them. But I think it's, it's key for... Um- New Zealand to develop bowlers like you know Ajaz Patel and Rajiv. I love him. And, I like him. Know, He's a good bowler. So, mm. and we might as well see one of those three spinners go to UAE. And uh, are they? I think they've already announced this squad, haven't they? They announced it like one year ago. Um, I think they have announced it. I, I'm kind yeah. of. Yeah. I just realized they already announced and who hasn't. But. Exactly. I just realized they've already announced the squad. Um, so that's what I'm saying. None so of them are there. Bringing their squad up, and I think. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. I don't think yep, anyone fair. from this series... So, yeah. I can't get a gauge on Bangladesh, though. I don't know where they're at. Um, but what, something I will say is they might be in for a rude shock when they come on uh, different pitches and they have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's about your long-term development as well. You don't want to be a one-trick pony and just win in certain conditions and struggle everywhere else. And... That's not to say Bangladesh have always struggled. They've made the quarterfinals of the World Cup in Australia. They made the semifinals of the Champions Trophy in England. They've had some good moments, but they've been few and far between. How often can we say we genuinely believe Bangladesh should win a world title away from home? Uh, no, I don't believe that. And apart from test victories... They'll, against... they'll, they'll, they'll win hearts. They'll win hearts. <laughs> but but oh. they won't win titles. Oh, banter, banter, that's finest. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say that apart from a test test victories against Zimbabwe away from home and against severely West Indies side in 2009 because all the main players went on strike against the board, Bangladesh have never won a test outside Asia, apart from that. Because they haven't developed the pace bowling. Uh, have they won a co- test to- outside of Bangladesh? I'm not yeah, they sure. have. Yeah, they have. They've won in Zimbabwe. They've won in Sri Lanka. They've won in West Indies, as I said, in 2009. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But, but again, that West Indies side was, was, was very new because uh, the, mm. the main players had gone on strike. Yeah. Because they just, they just have, they don't, they have, they don't have the... Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so they don't have the, the bowling to, to cope in red ball cricket. And I just want to see how they cope in different conditions in white ball for the World Cup. So... The fourth match tomorrow, I'm interested to see how that one turns out because imagine if New Zealand, um, you know, come back and win this series. That would be some result. See what happens there. Um, Also, Zimbabwe um, picking up a win in the last T20 against Ireland. Again, defending a low score. So Ireland lost two of the three matches in this series when they had to chase. That's a bit of a worry for them. They dominated most of that series but still lost two games. So... Last saying, runs the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I was saying last week that 
Ireland need to look at winning that series 4-1 after they leveled the series one all. They'll manage to win 3-2. And of course, Paul Sterling was amazing. Um, but I worry about their batting if Paul Sterling doesn't deliver. That's going to yep. be a big question for them in the World Cup. And Ke- Kevin O'Brien hasn't, you know, is inconsistent as well. So yeah, he hit um, some runs. And, he hit some runs. Um, yeah, and that's the. I think that that has been the problem with Ireland, isn't it? Because they have been this team who can, who always show promise on the world stage, but they sort of fizzle away at some stage, and you know, just they're so inconsistent it, with their batting performances. Yeah, yeah, and that's the key. You know, they've got an ODI series against Zimbabwe starting tomorrow. Key for Super League points, but also key again to find some confidence and form because, as I was saying last week, man, the, the group that they're in in the World Cup is going to be tough. Netherlands, Namibia, yeah. Sri Lanka. As it stands, I reckon it'll be Sri Lanka and Netherlands who qualify out of that group. Mm, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So it's, it'll be very interesting to see that group. But, yeah, a home series to Zimbabwe, um, with a few of their key players missing as well, was an opportunity to do a bit better. Um, more T20 cricket, the CPL, um, past its halfway stage now, nearing its business end. St. Kitts are still top, but they've lost their last two. <laughs> Incredibly, St. Kitts are top. Five wins, two losses, but have got a net run rate of minus 0.548. So, <laughs> incredible there. Um, today... Uh, Trinbago Knight Riders will play Jamaica in a crucial game. Jamaica still sit outside the top four. And I've been really disappointed with Barbados. They sit bottom and they've got good players in their lineup. But like last season, they're just not clicking. Not clicking. Have you been able to catch? They've lost a couple of close games. They have lost a lot of close games. Yeah, they have. But like they've lost. One game by six runs, one by five runs, one by four runs. So they're performing well below their um, yeah their potential. Like again, the game against St Kitts a few days ago, they St Kitts needed about sixty off the last four overs with four wickets in hand. They were gone, and it was the like of Dominic Drakes and Sheldon Cottrell, Taylor, Taylor batsman who hit the runs. Like oh, Barbados all over the place. Um, um, Faf Duplessis hit a century recently. He's back in form after his concussion, which is great to see. Um, I think there are a couple of teams in this tournament who can fire at uh, the back end of this tournament, like Trinbago, uh, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, Guyana and Jamaica have got the potential. So do Barbados. But now the table's really close. You don't want to fall too far behind. You don't want to fall too far behind. There's also been women's career going on. And um, I saw it was Tammy Beaumont again that, uh, that produced some magnificent form against New Zealand. She can't stop scoring against New Zealand, can she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, e- even against India, she performed really well and fantastic player. Um, yeah. Just keeps going, just keeps going, and you know, it's lo- lovely to see her um, score against New Zealand as well. And it was fantastic to see also Sophie Devine who took a mental health break earlier in the year, come back firing in the second match. She took two for 28 with the ball and scored 50 with the bat to win player of the match. And Sophie Devine, um, you know, coming out and talking, you know, saying that we need to normalise the conversation around mental health. I think that is, that is so true and that is such an important message. 
And I think in cricket and in, yeah, sport, it is. in general, we're seeing that there's definite more uh, talk about, you know, mental health and, and acceptance of, you know, players needing to take a break from time to time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think the more elite athletes come out and say, uh, you know, promote mental health and taking care of yourself um, in terms of, you know, your, um, your mentally stable to perform at the highest level. I think it becomes the norm when it, it, it encourages youngsters who are, you know, playing the game as well to uh, recognize that there's something wrong, something, you know, there's not something quite right with them when they, mm. and they relate to these sort of elite athletes who, who say that, okay, this is maybe this is what's happening to me as well. So, and they seek help early on rather than at, you know, late, later part of their career. So that's a, that's a really good thing that more and more elite athletes are coming out and supporting mental health. Spot on, spot on. And yeah, you've hit that on the head there. It's important to send that message out. Um, also women's cricket, uh, West Indies leveling the series against a very good South Africa team. You know, I'm really impressed with the South African women's team, but the West Indies to restrict them only to 80 for nine in the uh, third match um, and then chase the runs quite comfortably in the end. That, that's a real confidence booster when you don't have uh, Stefani Taylor available because she was a close contact for COVID. But that's an encouraging thing for West Indies because you're up against the good South Africa side who many believe are contenders for white ball tournaments in the coming years. So... That ODI series now starts tomorrow morning, Sydney time, after a one-all in the T20 series. So, you know, five ODIs, I think it is. So both sides will be looking to, to produce the goods um, in what, what could be a very competitive series there. Um, listeners, before I sign off, there's a little interview that will drop this week as well. I had the pleasure of talking with Jade Vunadkat from the Rajasthan Royals earlier today. Such a nice guy. And, um, yeah, I was very grateful for, to him for, for giving given me his time and um, yeah, chatted about the upcoming IPO, what he wants to achieve, um, any changes he's made with his bowling and um, yeah, how he's feeling about the Rajasthan Royals chances in the upcoming IPL. So be sure to keep an eye out for that one. Thank you everyone for listening once again. Thank you, Nash. Congratulations again to India. And this, uh, next, week we'll and this and next week we'll review the series and, and look forward to the IPL, which starts pretty much right after. So plenty of cricket to look forward to as always. Take care.